two things changed in the market. First is the market, and second is the perception of compliance. Mm. Why the market changed? Due to the amount of cloud adoption. The more cloud infrastructure and SaaS products companies use, the easier it is and intuitive it is to automatically get data, normalize it, trust it. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by J Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumi Tech, sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Opwest Labs, Turing, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to another episode of 20-Minute Leaders. So developers have Jira, sales reps have Salesforce. Now InfoSec leaders have Anecdotes. Meet Yair Kuznetsov, co-founder and CEO of Anecdotes. After building and managing teams in different places in the IDF Intelligence Corps, he was head of the hardcore R&D section of 8200. He then took a giant risk and built a new SaaS product for Insight, hoping it quickly adapted to the modern tech stack, and it turned out to be very successful. He started Anecdotes with two friends, Roy and Eitan, and they currently have 30 employees in Tel Aviv. Transforming from R&D manager to CEO means managing marketing and sales, which is another big move for him. But it seems like it's working out so far because modern R&D teams and modern marketing and sales departments actually turn out to be pretty similar. Meet Yair. Yair Koznitsov, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Thanks. I, I'm good. We're going to talk about an up and coming industry that I think wasn't hugely relevant even five or 10 years ago, but today is, is, is exploding. I personally experienced it firsthand where I work. And, uh, and, and I think that what we're seeing in, in both the Israel ecosystem, but the world, you know, there's a, a huge thirst for this and it's a huge pain point. Uh, you're the co-founder and CEO of Anecdotes from over the past two years, I believe, previously at Insights, previously before that, in one of the most incredible places in the IDF, in one of the most uh, thought, thoughtful and, and rigorous, challenging places. Uh, that, that unfortunately we can't talk too much about, but we can talk about how you're bringing the same intellectual curiosity and rigor to what you're doing today. So even before we dive deep into anecdotes here, tell me a little bit about, about yourself, how, how you get into, uh, you know, computer science and eventually what leads you to think through compliance and infosec? All right. Those are great questions. Um, so I'm 30 years old. I was a computer geek but not the classic ones. Um, went to university, studied computer science and economics. One thing, thing led to the other, and then I happened myself very interested in network security. Um, back in the days, uh, 12 years ago, back network security was completely different. It's not what it is today, but it was a great way to get to the army in a very specific areas. I find myself enjoying uh, what I'm doing, uh, researching networks, researching technology, building technology. I was building teams, then was head of R&D section. Um, and as a, an army career, that was really interesting, very intense. But the world outside is amazing. And the amount of technology here is infinite. And I was willing to make the jump, go outside and see how we can fit in, leveraging the knowledge, the, te the technology, the state of mind, and this modern ecosystem of SaaS. Um, that, that's why I joined Insights. Before, now, before we before we continue, uh, just yeah. mention this idea of a state of mind, bringing the state of mind 
in in a few sentences, how, how do you interpret the state of mind from your time in where you were in the army? We don't know anything or everything, but we have one thing we can always trust, and it's the ability to take a challenge and just make sure that we do the best we can to overcome it. This is like a fundamental state of mind that we always encourage every young soldier, every professional. I had doctors working in my uh, department and this state of mind is a huge advantage and it's just a state of mind. So taking this ability to an industry, in different in industry such as infosic compliance is absolutely the fundamentals of building this great company that we have. Amazing. So, so a few words about insights and, and what do you learn from there? And then walk me through the conviction that you got in the compliance and infosec world. Yeah, so insights was a whole different uh, company, different domain. Uh, I had a great opportunity to build, uh, create a new business unit there and build a new product, SaaS, pure SaaS product. And that was a really great opportunity for me to experiment. We're building a solution in a red ocean market and taking this to the market. We saw great success in the first year. And I was like, all right, wait, I can replicate what I know outside through modern technology, through modern markets. Let's do something that I truly believe is positive. And I grew up in the cybersecurity. It is true. I love cybersecurity. It's fascinating. The amount of technology there is crazy. But outside, FUD is one of the most uh, commonly used uh, practices for selling SaaS. And I was willing to play in this uh, fear uh, and doubt and, answer, doubt and uncertainty. And I was like, all right, let's do something positive. Let's not tell people that they might be attacked. <laughs> so one thing led to the other, and I was sitting with two friends and we're like all cybersecurity people trying to figure out what can we do that is positive. And so and then, when you're and then compliance. positivity, right. So, so compliance as a word, it doesn't automatically translate to me as positive impact or, or something that, that makes others happy, right? Uh, so what is compliance in the high-tech world? And then, and then how, what do you do there? Exactly. So compliance is not positive at its basics. The whole idea is that compliance is something that's here. And InfoSec compliance, those frameworks that we all know, SOC 2, whatever, ISO, PCI, HIPAA, those kind of frameworks are actually great frameworks. Mm -hmm. Smart people were thinking of how to build them in a way that will help companies improve their security and their mm -hmm. uh, performance. And the idea is that due to lack of technology, it's lack of technology, it's manual. It's manual, it's labor intensive, and no one is willing to handle and deal with InfoSec compliance. Mm -hmm. So the reason why we realized InfoSec compliance is positive and can serve to positive targets is if we can leverage modern technology and just bring the ability to automate huge amount of the tedious process mm -hmm. that's now done manually, we can then focus or allow our customers to focus on what matters, which is make sure that the procedures you have are great. Don't waste any, anyone's time. So why is it positive? Because it can help you eventually. 
-hmm. but we start by uh, understanding that it's here to stay. Com right. Infrastructure compliance, those certifications are not changing. Mm -hmm. Now, walk me so back. So we're willing to walk me back a little bit, and you know, take me thirty thousand feet in the air. You know, as uh, you know, company leaders, why would anyone want to do compliance? Why is this? How does compliance play a part in the ecosystem? Is it mandatory? Is it optional? Is it for you know? How how does the ecosystem work with compliance and infosec today? All right. So most of the compliance certifications are not mandatory, um, but the idea is that the ecosystem requires companies to have those kind of certifications. Mm -hmm. So back in the days, five years ago, ten years ago. If I was a uh, unicorn or a hyper-growth company, I needed to have SOC 2 because mm -hmm. my big customers, the financial industry, required SOC 2, sometimes ISO 27, but this is it. Nowadays, what happened is that data is moving all around the world with different vendors holding and having different parts, crucial parts for the company, for, the co for a company. So compliance certifications became a commodity. If you don't have this at the very beginning, this is it. You can't play. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so that's that, why... What is the challenge with that? So the, the, I understand the manual aspect of it. And, you know, when you come in and you say using technology, we can, we can, we can augment it. Is it mainly based on speed, on timeliness, on the ability to do it? So let's describe for a second the ecosystem of infosec mm -hmm. compliance. There's the company... There are the auditors and their consultants. Now, what happens is that there is a big mess inside a company because they need to make sure that they comply or they follow some guidelines from a specific framework. Mm -hmm. But they need consultants to tell them what to do and how to do it. And then they need the auditors to approve it, to audit what they have. And each one of them speaks a different language. This is the biggest gap here because consultants has one terminology, Auditors have different things, and we like modern companies. We're like cloud-native companies, cloud-oriented companies. We don't care about old things. We want it to be efficient. We want it to be automatic. We want to rely on data, and this is a big promise of anecdotes. We're the first to bring this concept of take data, real data, as an evidence, as the fundamentals for infosec compliance, and simply rely on data. As simple as that. But this is a very big change in the ecosystem of infrastructure compliance. Right. Now, as, you, uh, as you're building the startup and you're starting out, you have, you, uh, you know, you're basically going to companies that need to do compliance, which means they're already a little bit further along their life cycle probably than you are. And you're, and you're trying to integrate and, and handle their data and, and, and start to replace manual work. What are some of the challenges as the entrepreneur now that, that you're facing? as you're even trying to get the, the first people on board and trying to really understand how do you actually begin working with, with these companies? So there are two challenges. Uh, the first challenge is the obvious one. As a vendor, I need to be trusted. And here's the egg and the chicken. So we go through certification processes, but we also maintain very high level of security standards in the company because we can sell to modern enterprises, unicorns, hyper-growth companies, and even startups, a solution such as anecdotes and tell them, all right, trust us, we're fine. 
the world has changed dramatically. So we had to simply implement this concept of security by design to our entire life cycle of building the platform. From day one, security was here. So we chose to invest a lot of time and money on this to make sure that whenever we approach a unicorn, they can fully trust anecdotes based on the security measurement that we have. Mm-hmm. That's the first first challenge. The second one is knowledge. So we're secu- cybersecurity guys here. We were sitting mostly in Tel Aviv, 30 employees. We grew up pretty fast, but we needed someone or a team that comes with a very deep knowledge and understanding of compliance, of how practically infosec compliance can be fulfilled using data. Mm-hmm. And that was a really important piece of uh, this puzzle that we put together at the, at the very beginning. We built a team of compliance experts. That's what they did for a living for decades. And together with our product team, we now have the ability to speak the terminology of the auditors, but also have a very modern, intuitive approach for customers. Mm-hmm. Was there, as you're thinking through anecdotes and you're, you're planning ahead and you're thinking about the product market fit and you're testing some, some hypotheses, was there, was there a single aha moment where, or, or any specific time when you said like, wow, like now I believe this, like this is a, like a, a switch went on or was it more gradual research that over time you became more and more convinced? There was a very nice aha moment. I was when I went through stock to myself. Uh, when I worked at Insights and the mm-hmm. product that we developed. And I was taking screenshots. I don't know, I was taking sh- screenshots from different platforms in my group and sending it to the auditor. And a year later, I was sitting through the uh, lockdown during COVID with my friends, trying to figure out what we really want to do. And then we were like, all right, but how come people take screenshots? Let's go figure out if someone was saving dollars on me or if this really how it happens. So we had meetings with dozens of different companies in the States, different factors, different sides. And apparently everyone taking screenshots, everyone using labor to, to manually collect this thing and hopefully analyze it afterwards. When we saw 50 companies banks, insurance companies, medium-sized startups, or modern uh, unicorns, they're all doing the same. We were like, all right, we can change this. We have to change this. That was a very smooth moment. Wow. And so, so walk me through a little bit of the vision that you have for this. So you're, you're, you're you know, relatively in the beginning of the journey, 30 employees in Tel Aviv. It sounds like you, from what we discussed before, you have some, some incredible, incredible companies already trusting you and, and leveraging your solutions. But, but t- play a game with me a few years down the line. Where, where do you see the compliance and infosec industry go in terms of the integration of technology with, with this, what it sounds like, very manual, intensive labor? So I think um, in a few years from now, not 10 years, but we can discuss two years, three to five years. What we're trying to do and what we're going to hopefully achieve is people will look at compliance certifications, not as a burden, but as something that they do want to adopt as early as possible. And once again, not because the market demands it, but because these are the great guidelines of how to progress and improve your security. 
Now, we're not going to, to uh, replace any CSPM or IDP solution. That's not us. We're just trying to be this commodity solution, very nice and beautiful product that helps you understand, all right, I'm big enough to bring an IDP or I, right now I need a network security scanner so that you can see what are the guidelines, what's the benchmark in the industry. Right. This is a very big right. vision. And that's why we can truly believe that we can shift compliance to be based on data and therefore accurate and therefore positive. Now, timing obviously is always a huge, huge factor. So this is a, you know, compliance SOC 2, it's been around for, for dozens of years uh, and, uh, you know, at least 20, 30 years, you know, with, with, with the high tech. And why now? So why now? Why not? You know, why isn't, isn't there a, you know, a global solution already from five years ago? Uh, why not wait two or three years until there's more, more uh, it, that it becomes more and more trivial? So what, what's happening? Why is it not, not the right time to do this? So two things changed in the market. First is the market, and second is the perception of compliance. Mm. Why the market changed? Due to the amount of cloud adoption. The more cloud infrastructure and SaaS products companies use, the easier it is and intuitive it is to automatically get data, normalize it, trust it. Right. But this is a very big change that happened in the past few years. Mm. 10 years ago, it was impossible. Right. The other part is that awareness became wide. And nowadays, I'm selling to companies, I'm selling to big enterprises, medium, uh, medium companies, and startups. Guess what? They're all asking me about security. Mm. Back in the days, it used to be, all right, if I'm Bank of America, I'll go through a security questionnaire and some deep dive uh, security oriented with a vendor. Nowadays, it's everyone. Right. And I think this is great because people want to make sure that when they bring a vendor, they trust it. They trust the vendor. Right. And those two things combined in a very nice synergy in the past year, and it's very new. So very, very those cool. two things together created this big opportunity for us. That's, that, that's very, very cool. And I, and, and I love the, the greater perspective of where, where this is headed and and I think that, that you're absolutely right, that you know, we're living in a time where it's becoming more and more common. And, and even if you're a small, uh, you know, just an early stage startup and you wanna start selling to some of these vendors, they require these compliance now, it's becoming more of a commodity. And, and as it becomes a commodity, then it just makes sense to be able to democratize it and be able to, to, leverage, to leverage good technology to actually do it properly. And at the end, compliance is just to make sure that things are working properly. The data flows properly, that you're actually adhering to, to policies that are there to protect the end users, to protect the integrity of the business. And so from the get-go, your, your success in anecdotes translates to companies adhering to regulations that are there to enforce good behavior. And, and that is the positive impact that we're talking about, right? Exactly. This is exactly it. Amazing. And that's why we're not selling the fastest way to achieve SOC 2. This is not what we're trying to do here. We want companies to rely on this platform to guide them through their journey of scaling their compliance. And this is the interesting part. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing with me your story of anecdotes and your own convictions. And I think it's 
It's just fascinating. I do have three questions about Yael, not about anecdotes or InfoSec or compliance. And we'll start off with middle school and high school. What was your favorite subject growing up? What fascinated you as a kid? Music, actually. Really? I was playing, yeah, for a decade, piano and guitar. Wow. Loved it. And I was in a crossroads, music or technology. Amazing. Uh, if you look at your path, somebody that inspired you, uh, you know, any type of role model or some sort of inspiration. I had a teacher, one teacher, one special one. He wasn't really a teacher, but he was in school. And he told me, listen, here, it was 15 years ago. Um, computer science and programming is great, but that's not the end game. Look beyond programming. Programming is going to be the cards in a couple of years from now. But look forward. What do you want to achieve with programming? Don't just be a programmer. Amazing. That was inspiring. I love it. And what are three words that you would use to describe yourself? Ambitious. Um, fascinated by plenty of things. And curious. I love it. Yair, Todagaba. Best of luck with anecdotes. This was wonderful. Uh, and, uh, and I look forward to continue seeing more and more companies use it. And I, and I look forward to using it myself in my own startup one day. So thank you very much. Thanks being here. It's a pleasure meeting you this morning. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs>